You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. Hey guys, what's up? It's me, Salish. I'm so excited because I don't know if you've heard, but I started a new show called The Salisha Show, also on the Broadway Podcast Network. This next episode that I'm about to air, I actually just aired it on The Salisha Show. It's with my friend, E. Clayton Cornelius, and he is amazing. And I just want to share this with you as my first bonus crossover episode. And I hope that you enjoy it as much as I enjoyed recording it. So have fun. And also subscribe to The Salisha Show. Thomas and I am, you guys, my heart is so excited. My my guest today is somebody who I happen to know in real life, but even if I didn't have the opportunity of knowing him, I would be starstruck getting to talk to him today. He is literally the, oh gosh, like my high school brain, if, if drama club, like what it what it means to make it on Broadway, that is who I am talking to today. He's done He's done everything. He's toured. He's been on the West End in London. He's been on Broadway. Some of, some of the shows. Before I even get started, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm truly so excited. I'm not going to be able to fit in all of the things that he's done because he's done so much. Some of the shows that he's been in has been beautiful, the Carol King musical, which I'm so grateful to have been in because that is how I get to know him. Wonderland, Scottsboro Boys, a chorus line. We're talking Broadway here, folks. The Lion King, Music Man. He's toured with Kinky Boots, Sister Act, Dirty Dancing, Hairspray. Literally, the list goes on. He is about to be in a movie. Uh, the movie's about to come out, The Jersey Jersey Boys. Have you heard of that? Um, st- starring opposite Nick Jonas. In addition to to that, he's also a Broadway investor and producer. He's produced um, shows like, uh, he's invested in shows, um, MJ the Musical, Carolina, Change Revival, Hades Town, on tour, on Broadway, and he's getting ready to, uh, he's the lead producer on a new show called Chicken and Biscuits. Another, oh, I'm just so proud. It's like there's so much beautiful fam who's doing great things, and I'm so just honored to know these people. He's going to be a lead producer on Broadway on that, and that's coming out this this fall in October at Circle in the Square. 
in addition to all of that, he's also in Broadway Inspirational Voices. In addition to that, he also has his own production company. And y'all, he's educated. And if that is not enough, <laughs> he also plays, he also plays, what's he play? Flute saxophone piccolo oh and God. and piano he does everything you guys please help me welcome broadway star e clayton cornelius the crowd goes wild oh hi. hello hi that <laughs> introduction <laughs> was amazing and you are so silly, girl. Eclat. Oh my gosh. Yeah. But thank you. Thank you so much for, for mentioning all of that. That is a lot. And thank you for mentioning that. It's amazing. Like when I was reading through, I've already knew that you did a lot of things, but like when I was actually reading through all the things, I'm like, how, how did he fit all of this into his life? If he's like 20. He's my age, right? I'm not 20. Uh, I'm not 20. But I'm like, he, oh, you've been in the building in the business for 23 plus years. First of all, black don't crack because honey. <laughs> Unless you okay. started when you were two. Okay, like, you know, I get a little enhancement here and there. <laughs> you know, you gotta go to the um try back at Med Spa and get yourself some Botox, honey. <laughs> honey, talk about it. You look good. Thank you. Thank you. I I wonder, like, I can't first of all, thank you for making time to come on here because I know you're busy. Of, well, of course, but you know, I, I I wanted to be here and talk to you, to the Miss Beauty Queen herself. Oh. <laughs> You your mean? your hair is, is fried down and laid to the side right now, honey. honey I'm going to take yes. it out right after this interview. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you look good. You look good. Oh, my gosh. Thank you so much. So I have I have a lot of questions for you, um, mm -hmm. even like as a friend, but also just like you as also as a fan. You, you've done so much. And I'm just like, how? How did you how did you do it all? And so one of the first things I want to know is. Um, I mentioned like a little bit briefly in 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 my intro for you, like yeah. my my drama club brain, when I think making it on Broadway, you like that is what you have done. Mm -hmm. Do you do you feel like that? And also, how do you keep leveling up when you've done so much? How do you keep topping yourself? Uh, I, I mean, I don't know if it's topping myself necessarily I guess I don't see it that way I I just want to stay relevant I want to keep going you know what I mean I I think as performers and I think you know this you know we can only do eight shows a week so long mm -hmm. and uh you know being that I am a, a man of a man of middle age now <laughs> um okay. you know even though I look young yes honey, honey. I I will be 45 <gasps> um in November in and November November, November, yes. And um, I'm a Sagittarius uh, for anybody out there. No. <laughs> um, and uh, basically, I just want to keep going. I want to keep making my family proud, making myself proud, and trying to do more and have my hands in everything. Like, I've been in the business for 25 years, so I've seen a lot and I see what everyone's doing, and I just want to be a part of everything, you know? So um, I just sort of set my, I always set goals for myself and, and hopefully I'll hit some of those goals and, 
And, and luckily I, I have, you know what I mean? I, I really have accomplished almost every goal that I've ever wanted. And it's not happened the way I, I necessarily want it. You know, it, you know it, it never happens the way you want it to happen, but it ends up happening in some form. And, and that's what I love about this business and what we can do and how we can always, you know, reinvent ourselves yeah. you know what I mean yeah yeah and then I feel like after all the years like they they start to add up and then it's like one day you just look back and you're like I did all of that right you know <laughs> exactly it's extensive yeah. it's impressive it's Thank it's you. really like especially like I, I feel like I am talking to black royalty right now and oh, it, sweet. like did you ever feel like oh my goodness I'm gonna be that person like one day you're studying to do all these things you hope to achieve things and then one day you you <laughs> you checked it off the right right yeah i they used to they call me the first black because <laughs> as time goes on i i became i was the youngest in a cast and now i'm like the oldest in a cast and i'm like how did i get here how did i become the one of the oldest in this cast and then people are calling me oh I saw you when I was five oh. in the tour of myself. Woo. Oh. What? Don't do that oh, to me, God. honey. No, please. I was like, no, I was. I aren't we the same age? No, it's. I just been doing it for so long. I usually don't even know what's happening. Like I didn't even get into how many of those things that I listed, how many of those are OBCs, how many of those things are original Broadway casts. Like, yeah, that is an honor. I've been very fortunate. The, the, actually, which ones? Which ones are you OBC? I want to um, I am OBC on my first Broadway show, which was uh, Cat and the King, <sighs> my second Broadway show of Music Man the Revival, um, my <laughs> third Broadway show, uh, uh, I'm OBC of the first national tour of Lion King, I'm OBC of the first national tour of Hairspray. Wait, wait, am... <laughs> wait, 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 OBC what? of the first national of the Lion King? Lion King. So yeah. you were like OG for OG, you're like OG, you're Broadway for OG. <laughs> you're like I'm sorry I don't do the show unless I am O B mother C like that is I that is amazing. Um, so here's the thing, mm -hmm. a lot of times before people do a, a lot of things like you have done, yeah. mm -hmm. they feel like, and I say they really I'm just talking about me. They feel like they need permission before they can go and be great. Did you, hmm. was there ever anybody who was like, yes, E. Clay, the sky is the limit. You can do it. Was there somebody who inspired you? Did you always just know that the sky was the limit? Like who, my, did you need my permission? My dad and my mom, my dad. And my, my, my dad, who's no longer with us, died in 2015 and he, you know, I know my mom's like probably not gonna like hate me for this, but my dad was my my coach. You know what I mean? He pushed me. He was a an entrepreneur. He was a businessman, and he always taught me to reach for the stars. I could have whatever I wanted. He did not have a college degree, but he had a business. He had uh, attorneys. You know, attorneys calling him for advice. He was the national president of a beverage association. He made so many things happened. He had to go to work when he was 13 years old in a bowling alley when both of his parents died to take care of his eight, uh, eight brothers and sisters that he had. It, you know, and so I saw this 
And I saw my dad be that important person, that, that money man, you know, the, the one who sacrificed for his family. And I had a really great black man in my life who sort of showed me the way, you know, it, it, when it comes to taking care of your family, taking care of yourself, taking care of your finances and what to do. And I just fell into that, I guess, you know, and I, and I always felt a, a pressure almost of like, I got to get it right, you know, because wow, he's, th he's there watching me and I got to get it right, wow. you know? So when people were sort of running around New York City at a very young age, I was trying to figure out the next thing, you know what I mean? Mm -mm. Yeah. You know? So interesting. One little thing that you just briefly touched on is like kind of like a financial freedom, which I find very interesting because like sometimes like life is hard as an actor. Mm, yeah, it is. And I don't know if you remember this, but there was one time backstage at Beautiful, you'd already left the show. Um, uh, you were probably, I think you were working on Ain't Too Proud at the time. And you mm -hmm. were just backstage, just visiting and all of us were just uh -huh. eating it up. We're like, Eclat here, hey guys, <laughs> like what's up? And you were talking about your home. And I think like you were selling your home or getting a new home or something like that. And yeah. I, so my apartment, I own my my apartment here in New York right now. Yeah. And when you were talking about that, I, I didn't own my apartment at the time. And okay. that was an inspiration to me. Oh, yeah. I'm like, OK, yeah. like there's there's actors out there actually doing that. How yes. does this go? Like, yeah. And so when you're like that to me, like represents like a state of financial freedom, which it mm -hmm. can be very difficult to achieve. So I, I don't know if this and we don't have to really get into this, but I am mm -hmm. curious, like, as an actor, like, how did you get into, like, financial shape to position yourself where you are? You know, I think whatever it is you're doing, no matter if it's you're performing, if you're in finance, if you're uh, a, a, a waiter at a really great restaurant, whatever it is that you so choose to do in, in New York City, you know what I mean? There's so many different careers. Yeah. Just align yourself with something uh it might not be the thing that you're necessarily passionate passionate about but if there's something that you do well and you're in an industry and you have a great job or you land a great job stick to that i feel like you should stick to that for a long while so that you have an upper hand in that industry so when you do collect your checks and get to that that point where you are making good money with whatever company or whatever thing that you're working on um you can always start funding yourself to, to make the next step. You know what I mean? So you might like, for example, you know, I, I, performing was my passion, but performing is now starting to be sort of secondary. Something else is my passion. Right. And we always have that other talent, other things in, inside of us. It's not just gonna land in one area. So as I'm garnering the one area that I do well and I landed that good job in, you know, I was doing Broadway shows, the Broadway show. Yeah. I'm thinking about, oh, what can I do now for the future? Oh, investing, producing. That's kind of what I want to do. So let me find out how I can get my foot in the door that way. But let me keep doing this, learning as nice. much as I can yeah. so that I can get to the next level, you so, know? Yeah, about that, because not it's not every actor who's like oh and i'm also going to produce the show that i'm in <laughs> like you're you're an investor or a producer on ain't too proud right like you're in it i'm an, inv I'm an investor on ain't too and proud, you're yeah. also investing in it what i don't know like when did that first time that first time that you like started to make that transition 
When was that? What did that look like? So I was in the um, revival of A Course Line on Broadway. And um, I remember I was I was dating at the time a makeup artist who happened to be um, uh, it was my fiance. We did not get married. And uh, I remember at that time uh, they were a makeup artist and um, a national makeup artist for different um, companies. And, you know, at that time, all the Broadway shows were Mac was sponsoring them. Mac was sponsoring almost every Broadway show. And I thought, wouldn't it be nice if Prescriptives, which my fiance worked for, um, you know, was the sponsor on the show. So I said something to him. He said that would be a great idea. I said that would open up their market to a whole nother, you know, slew of things like Broadway, you know? And so we went to the marketing group, which was the, um, uh, I think they were the marketing on uh, the, the, the show at the time. And I called them up and I said, what do you think about uh, like L'Oreal Prescriptors being a sponsor on the show? They said, we call me back. We love it. We think this you is great. You just called up marketing? I just, I just called up the marketing group. I don't think they're even in existence anymore, but I called them up pitched them my, my idea. I spoke to the vice president of, of, of the company and left a message and they called me back and said, yes, uh, we hear that you know by York, we would love to set up a meeting and talk about this. This sounds like a good idea. So I panicked <gasps> and I called my dad. And I was like, How do, what do I do? What, what do I do? I do? <laughs> like, well, create an LLC, create an LLC and be the liaisons between the two companies. I said, great. So I didn't know what I was doing. I set up an LLC. It cost four hundred dollars at that time. Four hundred dollars. Um, you charged me three thousand to try to set up. I'm like, what? Really, girl? Yeah. I can set up a, a, a LLC for two hundred and thirty bucks. Yeah, we we'll got talk, talk after. <laughs> you will talk of it. We'll I, talk. I set up LLCs like this. Oh. Um, so I did that, and um, uh, I found myself in this meeting, and I tried to not let them know that I was in the show, but. I, I, unfortunately I had to at the last minute like because they're like how did we get here how do you know by York and I was like okay I'm in the show and they were like you're oh. what and so when they found out I was in the show they thought that was great and um it ended up that you know um became a sponsors on the on the show so it was it was really wonderful and I didn't do anything with the LLC after that I just kind of kept it uh, sort of active all these years. So I turned that LLC into my own um, uh, a corporation for myself as an yes. actor. Yes, very and, smart. And, and then from there, I kind of have three investment companies with investments. And then I, my production company with my business partner, who I met in the first national tour of Lion King years ago. Oh my gosh. So yeah, garner those relationships. It's all about relationships, relationships. and sticking with those people. Yeah, yeah. So, okay, so here's the thing. I feel like, gosh, stick with me as I try to figure out what this question is, because I, I f yeah. you've done so many things and, and all, while being black, while being a black man, okay? <laughs> Can we just like... <laughs> Which was not easy. Like, do you know Which what I'm saying? Do you know what I'm yeah. saying? So mm -hmm. I'm wondering, have you ever felt... Because according to your resume, I would assume the answer is no. But have you ever felt like being a black man has ever held you back from anything? 
I'm going to say yes and no. Being a black man has actually helped me in a lot of ways. Mm. And maybe this is different for a black woman, you know, and hopefully we can see more black women coming up the pike and doing their thing because that's what chicken and biscuits is all about supporting, you know, black women and, and their superiority, you know what I mean? In, 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 um, in life. Uh, but you know, black girl magic, but as a black man, you know what? I always sort of was that token in shows because I, I was someone who did sing legit and could do all the things. And I could sort of like mold myself into this thing that, you know, maybe the, um, the white culture wanted me to. So I was a, I was in a, I was a lot of, I was the token black boy in, in a lot of shows. I was sort of like that American pie sort of black guy. Yeah. And I always, you know, I always tried to look a certain way just because I knew that I would work that way. You know what I mean? Mm, yes, I do um, know what you mean. Not that <laughs> I necessarily approved of that, but I knew that that would help me get ahead and get me further down to where I needed to go. Mm-hmm. So I accepted sort of like my position, you know, for a while. And then it came to a point where I go, no, I don't want to do that. No, I don't want to be a swing anymore. Or no, I don't want to be the understudy anymore. I want to do this. And there's, there's, I mean, Oprah was right. There is a power in saying no. (laughs) And I remember that I tore my ACL in the tour of Dirty Dancing on stage. Oh God. And I crawled off stage and my dance partner's freaking out and I tore my ACL. I knew something was wrong and I went to the doctor and they told me they, I tore it. And um, you know what? I had a calmness about, I had calmness about the whole thing. Holy and spirit. I thought to myself, <laughs> Honey. Okay, okay. God's like, I and got I you. Said, okay. And he, it was, and it was, and I said, what is next for me? A- am I going to heal from this? Is it going to change me? Am I going to be able to perform again? And I had a calmness about it. I really did. And I remember I watched an interview with Anika Nani Rose. This is when she was in The Prince and the Frog I in Disney. Her. I love her. Love her. Love her. And uh, I remember watching an interview on The View. Whoopi Goldberg, Joy, and all that. And I remember mm-hmm. Joy Behar asking her, now that you are at this level, with the Beyonce's and the whatever of the, of the, of the world. How do you handle yourself when you go in and audition for these things now? She said, do you feel like you're pressured or you're nervous because now that you're up against these superstars? And she says, you know what? I give a hundred percent of myself. She goes, I always have my girlfriends call me up and go, girl, you know, Beyonce going to be at that audition. Girl, you know, such and such going to be at that audition. And she said, there was, there was something about what she said, but she said something like, I give 100% of myself in the room and then I leave. And all, and all I know is when I leave the room, I gave myself 100% of myself. So there's really nothing else I can do. Right. And I thought to myself, why am I so scared all the time? Why am I so frightened in the room to audition for stuff? And from that point on, I remember I... <laughs> I, I now don't sing songs and auditions. I do parodies. So I'll take songs and write my own lyrics. Oh, how dare you? That is a, the best idea ever. Yeah. 
And I learned that from my friend J. Elaine because she's the freaking comedic genius. Oh, nice. And we did chorus lining. I called her one day. I remember being in my bathroom. I said, J. Elaine, I love the song Give Me the Ball from uh, the chorus line because I can sing that song really well. And it's high, it's rangy. And I said, we need to come up with like something that I can sing about my life in this. Nice. So we wrote a song called Give Me the Job. <gasps> So I sing a verse, I sing, give me the job, give me the job. Like I sing it to the audition people, give me the job. And it's, it's supposed to be Amazing. fun and funny. Well, yeah. And it's just about my little life coming to New York and them give me the job. And I say, I mean, I could be auditioning for an opera. I will sing that first and it always breaks the ice. And no matter how they feel about me, they always, okay, sing something else. We love you. You know wow. what I mean? And so, but wow. it wasn't until that interview that I, something in me cracked. And I said, I'm tired of being scared. There's nothing to be ashamed of anymore. Just put my 100% of myself. And when that happened, I auditioned for four things, all these roles. And I got all four what? of those things that I auditioned for. Oh. And I had to pick between the things that, chills. you know what I mean? Oh my uh, God. <laughs> and so it, it was just sort of a crack, a break. And, you know, obviously I audition now, I struggle and I don't get stuff, whatever. But I know now that when I go into that room, I put 100% of myself down. Being you know what you. I mean? Yes. Being me. Being you. Silly me, crazy me. And they and it's, they just want to see you be who you are. And, and that's right. what I keep telling people when they go to go into this room, be who you are. Like, don't be anybody else. If you want to be crazy, be crazy. Because yes. someone's going to pick that up. Someone's going to love that. Yeah. And then when you're also when you're in that role, you can breathe because they hired you and not yeah. some version that you were trying right. to be. You get to be you. Yeah. Right. And I'm now caught in this thing where, um, you know, Des Mackinoff, who I love dearly, uh, has been my director for many things. The Jersey Boys, you know, little film uh, yes. that's for streaming, by the way, you know, like I'm going to be on some net network streaming uh, awesome. um uh, like, you know, Netflix or Peacock or whatever, awesome. but, um, yeah, I know. And I get to be a part of that, you know, <laughs> so but, cool. um, he now uses me for these roles that I get to play seven and eight different roles. And, you know, like you've seen it too proud. Yes, like, I'm I crazy. Have... Like I will come up with a character in two seconds, but now I'm being sort of known for that. And that's kind of cool. But it's I think they know that so cool. I'm just crazy like that. You know what I mean? Okay. So by the way, like, and I, w I was going to ask you about this later, but I'm like, I have seen Ain't Too Proud and you're, oh my, literally I was in the audience every time we came on, on stage, I was like wanting to throw my shoe at you. I'm like, how oh. dare you? You said you're going to notice me every time I'm on stage and every different role I'm in, you're going to know, you're going to know. Did you know how that happened, actually? How did that happen? So mm -mm. I auditioned for the role of Paul and Eddie. And they quickly just had me in for Paul. And I kind of knew, I was like, I think I fit any of these guys the way they want me to. But I was still in there in the audition room, yes, you know, you still in with everybody. And it was the, the I probably the most fun I've ever had in an audition. And, and we were all celebrating each other, all black men. We were all friends. We were all having fun at the final mm -hmm. call. And I just remember my agent calling me after that final call. And he said, well, I have some good news and some bad news. And I was like, what? okay, what? What, what is it? He's like, the bad news is you didn't get the role of Paul. And I said, I, I probably, I knew that because okay. I didn't 
fit into, you know, what they wanted. And there's only five guys who are the leads in the show. And it goes, but they want you in the show because they're going to create a, a track for you. They like you so much. And oh, I thought, what? my God. What? Oh, my so God. So that track that you saw was just like <laughs> one-liners and different things that they spliced together Eco. to help me create a track for what me. What the and heck? I'm so grateful. <laughs> that what that the actual heck? These are Broadway dreams. <laughs> it's amazing. You're it's really amazing because it's like not only are you like actually telling the story, but you're it's also hilarious. It's like, when does it stop? Who is he gonna come out as next? It, yeah. you, you cannot be ignored. And I and I believe you got the legacy robe, which used to be called the gypsy robe, right? Right. It, for right. that show. Yes. Congratulations. Yes, That's was, awesome. That, you know, that was great too. You know what I mean? I never thought I would ever win that. And I remember the one time I was in Scott's for Boys, I thought I was going to win and I didn't. Oh. And uh, I know another, another colleague of mine had nine shows under his belt. So there was just like no way. Dang it. But um, I was just honored. I was thrilled that 2019 was a good year for me. I would have to say. Oh my God. That's Truly, and also, I do want to go back to what we were talking about a little bit before. Can you remember? Can you remember the first time? I am going back a little bit. Can you remember the first time that you advocated for yourself? First time that I advocated for myself. Like In what way? Like, like professionally, whether it was like, no, I really don't want to shave my beard, or actually, I do need to be wigged, or no. Oh I, God, yeah, yes, yes, yes. So you're, it's funny you mentioned beard. This goatee that you see on my face right now. It's cute. She cute. I will never, I will never, ever, ever shave for a show. I will always try to keep my goatee because without this, I look like a seal. No. I look like a, no. <laughs> I look like a, no. I don't I look believe like an you. Animal going, er, er, er. No. I will oh. No, I hard. first of all, I don't believe you, but also let the record reflect. And the they will not shave. I've, I've, I've not, and the only time I've ever shaved the whole thing was because of kinky boots, and because you know you got to for kinky right. boots. You know you're in drag, so you got to. But that's the only time I've ever sort of like shaved completely. Oh wait, I didn't realize. Did, were you Lola? Were you Lola? I I I was the standby for Lola on on the so first. So you always floor. had to like for it. for Jakey. Got it. Always, yeah. Oh. Yeah, I mean, because I was a standby, actually, I I would grow it in, and then when they tell me I had to go on, I would shave it. Got it. So. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um. Amazing. I I let's see here. I've got another question before you. I'm going to wrap up soon, but I'm just like, yeah. For those, okay, you're. You're in spaces that, yes, you're on stage, nailing it, killing it, but you're also behind the table, especially in a mm -hmm. time when this is more important than, I mean, it's always been important, but now it's like at the forefront, representation mm -hmm. matters. I, I'm not even sure exactly what I'm trying to get to here, but like, mm -hmm. do you feel that sense of responsibility? Are, yeah. Um, you know, I... I, I we are doing a lot. And I, I am grateful for the team that I'm with with Chicken and Biscuits. We are doing a lot for the community and for 
BIPOC, our people of color. We are doing a lot for not even just BIPOC, but just, you know, people who haven't really gotten their shot yet. You know what I mean? And our first day of rehearsals at Chicken and Biscuits, we had 24 plus Broadway debuts in every department of our show. From producing, because it's my first lead producing spot, and there's, um, you know, some of my other producing colleagues is their first uh, lead producing spot as well. And Hunter Arnold, who basically is our experienced producer, who basically helped, you know, um, make this happen, um, had that same vision that we had. And he was definitely on board for, you know, letting us do some of these things. So we, have an all black BIPOC team. I've never seen oh, an all black God. creative team ever. That is I mean, amazing. From hair to sound to set to lighting. It's amazing. It's amazing. It's amazing. And oh, every department, God. every department of our show has a Broadway debut. Eclair. We're trying to garner and teach and, and bring opportunity, diversity, yeah. inclusion, equality to the to the stage, to the to the table. Wow. And I want to be a part of that. I want to be a producer that brings that to the stage, especially as an actor. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I even fight for my actors in my show. When when something doesn't really, mm. you know, um, you speak sound right, I go, I, I do. I go, listen, I, I do. I speak yeah. actors. So I go, that w- really wouldn't be great for her. So we need to give this to her because this is why. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, and, and they might not understand that. And then that's the conversation that we have. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And we're all trying to learn, you know, the, the missteps that we've been taking all these years. And mm-hmm. so it's, it's very important even for general management to producing team, to acting team, to really come together and uh, figure it out you know so um i'm inspired by you and i want to know what would you say to somebody who because i i would like to see like a future whether it be broadway and mm-hmm. like broadway and beyond i'd like to see more of the like more people of color behind the table in those mm-hmm. producing rooms mm-hmm. what would you say cuz you're doing it and you're making mm-hmm. it look easy which <laughs> That's a gotcha. Trust me, I, I'm I'm freaking out daily. I'm freaking out daily. So, but what but would you, you fake say? It you make it. Fake it. Till you, what would you, you say it. to people who, like other people of color, coming after you because you are trailblazing, Eclay? What would you say to people coming after you who want to kind of find like kind of follow in your footsteps? How to get behind the table? How to get into producing? Like how to? What do you say find to a, them? Find a mentor. Find someone who's doing it. Call me up. Message me up. I have literally taken phone calls. People who have IG'd me. I don't even know these people. Yeah. And I have, and I, and I get on the phone with them and I go, "What do you want to do? What's what's going on? Like, what 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 is it that you want to, you know, um, wow. experience and like, you know, and and we have conversations. And I try to tell them as much as I can in order to get them on the right track." you know, because we're all in different points of our careers. So it's like, I'm trying to get them on track to where they need to go. Um, Ask questions, throw yourself into situations. I don't know what the heck I'm doing. There was times where I didn't know exactly what I was doing in in other situations. And I threw myself into it, you know, and we never know how it's going to turn out unless we try, you know, 
And if we fail, we pick ourselves up and we try it again. Yeah. Then you learn you you learn a little bit more. You know what I mean? Yeah. So and I'm learning right now, even in this lead producing spot, I'm learning a lot. Oh, it's inspiring. It's inspiring because you mentioned you're only 45. Like, can you imagine the things that you're gonna continue to accomplish? It really I mean, I know, I know it's a one day at a time, <laughs> I hope like, day at time. baby step by baby step, but then also right. just like one day you're going to look back and be like, oh my goodness. <laughs> I mean, I think yesterday I was like 30 and now I'm 45 and it happens so quickly. Honey. Mm -hmm. um, so what are you excited about today? What, is there anything that we haven't talked about that you're like, wait, what about this? Like, no, it, I think we've covered everything. We covered a lot, you know? <laughs> Just, just whatever it is you want to talk about. Like I'm, I'm, you know, it's, it's been a blessing to talk about myself, you know, on a platform of, of like, like yours, you know, on this podcast and you're such a wonderful light and beautiful, beautiful person. So, you know, I just want to say thank you for having me. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh my goodness. I am like, I'm so honored that you're on here and I already like loved you so much like just like seeing you backstage every now and then but like i truly am just in awe of you i really i really am and i'm so grateful to also have this opportunity yeah. to talk Thank to you. you um how can people find you oh my goodness instagram eclay corn or uh, eclay corn is, is 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 it really across the board eclaycorn.com is my website i put together over the pandemic I thought it was time after 25 years. I wait, wait, you put website. your website together? Because I just looked at it and it looks fantastic. No, I had a friend put it together. But <laughs> I I've, like, I've, I've, had the, I've had these wheels turning about what I wanted in that website for years. It looks very but good. Eclaycorn.com, uh, Eclaycorn on Instagram. And then my production company with my business partner, Pamela Roth, is Rossi Productions. And that's also on Instagram as well. So you can... Find me there. Um, also, in addition to like socials, I believe you can support Eclay. Yes, I'm talking to you who are listening. You can support him by watching Chicken and Biscuits on Broadway. On yeah. Broadway yes. this fall. And also, are you going to still be in Ain't Too Broad? Yes. So I'm going to be in a Broadway show and producing a Broadway <laughs> show. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> E. Clayton Cornelius, thank you for joining me. You are so amazing. <laughs> oh, God. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I love oh, you. I love you. And that wraps another episode of Black Hair in the Big League. Y'all, I'm so honored to have such great guests on this show. And if there's somebody who you want to listen to, please drop me a note on my Instagram at Salisha Thomas or at Black Hair Podcast and slip into those DMs and let me know what you want to hear, who you want to hear from. If you haven't already, please subscribe to this podcast, rate it, leave a review, tell a friend, follow us on Patreon at Black Hair in the Big Leagues. Y'all, I am so grateful that you are part of this community. It would not be the same without you. <laughs> Shout out to Wilton Music for producing my theme song, Love COD. Shout out to Colin Tabor for editing this episode and most of these episodes. And shout out to you for listening. Y'all, my heart is so big and I feel so grateful. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Black Hair in the Big Leagues. I'm your host, Alicia Thomas. See you next week.
Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theater Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theater professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. Life's better with American Family Insurance. Because our home policies help protect your dreams and come with peace of mind. Save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote, find an agent at amfam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit amfam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin.